Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs, a show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm your host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at Shani B Movies. And I'm your other host, Cisco, aka Misfit Minded. You can find me on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit and my movie pages at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, we're talking about the 1982 epic Conan the Barbarian, starring the one and only Arnold Schwarzenegger, one of our favorite guys. One and only. If you haven't seen it, it follows the saga of Conan, uh, the title character, who, after being orphaned by a snake god and his followers, aims to exact revenge and also rescue a kidnapped princess. It's a full movie. I gotta hear your thoughts. No, yeah, epic is definitely... Uh, what I was thinking of while watching it is a lot of movie, um, little too much, I would say. Um, like I think you hit it on the head with like it's a revenge tale mixed with a heist movie, <laughs> mixed with uh, you know, saving the daughter movie. Like it's just a lot of things at once. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think kind of hurt it a little bit, but I will say that um, it still exceeded, I guess, my expectations. Um, because I have seen another early Arnold movie might have been his first movie where he plays a uh, famous Greek god Hercules I don't know if you've ever seen this uh, Hercules I haven't seen it but I wanted to yeah it's uh, it's called Hercules in New York it's pretty bad uh, <laughs> um, yeah it's it's kind of like played as like a fish out of water like zany comedy type thing but like Arnold um didn't really know how to speak English that well at that point. And so it was, I don't know, it just didn't work that well. But this one, yeah, this one, I thought he did a really good job. Like, um, doesn't have a whole lot of dialogue, just like Terminator and all those other uh, movies, but using the best of his strengths, literally, he just looks like Hercules, basically. So it was like no brainer that he would be Conan, the barbarian. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, reminded me of other revenge epics that i really love like gladiator um or the northman that came out uh last year um just really good films about these guys that have uh nothing but revenge on their Mm -hmm. few different stops along the way it's not all just you know like there's some love there's a love story here and there you know he has like a bromance uh with somebody he meets along the way so I, i i like those type of like epic journeys yeah I appreciated it with that. And a lot of the technical aspects I thought were really well done um, as well for the for the time. So uh, what about you? What did you think of it? I agree. I with Arnold's you know performance, just like you're saying, he it was so surprising to watch him be so early in his career. And I think in the earlier parts of the film where there is more room for the zany fun stuff, he is able to embody that. And then as the story goes on, when things do become a little bit more serious, I think you really do see a a transition in his performance. So I agree. I like these kinds of movies a lot. That sort of overarching journey of it's a coming of age story, both in the revenge model of, you know, this guy seeking to get vengeance for what happened to his family, but then also like learning how to just be a guy with friends and a gal. And it reminded me sort of of the new Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know if you have checked it out yet. I haven't seen it yet. No. (laughs) It's really fun. It's, you know, it's not the best movie of all time by any means, but it was a great time. And there were parts of this that reminded me of it, just how he and Valeria and the other guy kind of went around doing all kinds of missions or whatever and having fun and getting jewels. And so I, I agree this. I was expecting this movie to maybe just be very like intense and straightforward. 
kind of like the Northmen because yeah. <laughs> I see your uh, comment about the similarities there. Yeah. And so it was a nice surprise that there was some fun in the mix and that there that this was kind of was goofy at certain parts. The campiness um, was very much expected, I think, like as soon as it said, like produced by Dino De Laurentiis or whatever. Yes. That's always like a sure fire sign. Like, OK, we're in for a campy, goofy, low budge time. We're also in for lots of boobs, so get ready. That as well. That as well. Um, signs of the times, but also, yeah, also a Dino staple. And then, yeah, just the opening up with the Nietzsche quote. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, man, they're really setting the tone. Whatever doesn't kill us makes us stronger. And then the opening, uh, you know, maybe 20 minutes has a lot of, you know, steel is the man's tool. Yes. And this is leftover from the gods. And this is what makes us godly. Mm -hmm. And then you see Arnold being built up like steel um, through montages, through like, you know, his family getting slaughtered at the beginning is like really, like I said, like the Northmen, pretty much that same formula mm -hmm. uh, setting up like his journey that you root for. And yeah, that uh, James Earl Jones, I can't say enough best about how All time. best villain guy. I mean, like, he doesn't even have to he doesn't even have to say anything he just like comes up mm -hmm. he has those piercing ocean blue eyes and uh yeah and then he just you don't know what he's gonna do because he's just like still very slow moving and then just turns around beheads the mom i was like whoa yeah with a beautiful spin an amazing spin <laughs> was not ready for that and that wig, that wig just flowing too as he does it. <laughs> the wigs. I mean, that's what I love about this movie too, is that it's not just an epic in terms of the story, but it's also treated with the respect of an epic film with costumes and filmmaking and sets and all of that shit. Yep. And the wigs are so good. James Earl Jones is always wearing a helmet. All of his characters involve some sort of really badass helmet. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I appreciated that, that too. Lots of surprises i was thinking about that too because i just watched uh return of the jedi in theaters nice and that isn't james Earl jones in the suit it's a different actor right and i i get that because they probably wanted somebody like taller and like whatever but like i feel like his like physique in this is like just as badass and like it's like royalty it's like you know he's like you know, like chubbier, but like when he he moves in a way that is like a snake. So then when he does get into that transformation at the end, it's like, yes. So uh, I wasn't expecting it, but it, it wasn't like it didn't take me out of the movie because his performance is so um, like sleuth like or whatever, if that makes any sense. One thousand percent. I think that's why he's one of my all time favorite actors and why you're right that he's one of the best villains, because even though he doesn't get to do too much physical work in Jedi, he's legit doing a kind of physical work that cannot be uh, missed. You know, he is he's building the snake motif mm -hmm. the entire way through. And it's true. It's not just in his dialogue. It is in his eyes and it is in his physicality. Yeah. Yeah, what I was saying with the technical aspects of it, um, I think you hit on the head too. Like the the for as like we said, low budget as it kind of looks at times. I mean, I thought the the costume design was like amazing. Yes, the makeup, the makeup and gore effects, really well done. Mm -hmm. The production design, like top to bottom, you could tell they really tried to like 
build this world out. And I think that always helps, mm-hmm. you know, a little more than um, I was kind of wondering about, like, recently, why we haven't seen more because it used to be they used to pump these out a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I just think like the digital versions of this, like I was thinking of like Clash of the Titans and those t- the, that whole like trilogy, I think they made of those. It's like it just doesn't the it the lick of it doesn't look as good even though it's like yeah it's like low budget more low budget mm-hmm. actually having like that you can go out and feel what they're wearing especially like the the snakeskin all the snakeskin stuff was like really was really dope to me i thought it was true yeah the like actually using the special effects and the prosthetics on the with the makeup but also like the literal big old snakes that are there and sort of doing that thing where when they use CG, it's because they're using it for something they wouldn't otherwise be able to create. So it's like when he's dealing with the witch, which again, I'm like the Northman, this movie, the Northman, um, when he's dealing with the witch and there's like, you know, that very 80s effect that everyone used to be magic or whatever. Yeah. That I feel like I'll always be OK with, even though it looks cheesy, because it's so clear that they only did that because there wasn't a practical solution. And if there was a practical solution, they would have done that. I want to, like, go deeper into the digital effects conversation, but we do have to stop and talk about not one, but two of Arnold's sex scenes in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, of the three, there will be three altogether. Yeah, technically, you know, when he's like in the slave space and they're basically treating him like a a horse who's breeding. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, three, three. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I forgot about that that early one because it is like they kind of cut away from it. (laughs) There's three. Yeah. It's there and we get his whole history and his sexual history. This movie, it's complete. I do like. Like, now that you bring up that first one, I was really cracking up because it was, like, the only reason I feel like that was in there is because it was, like, he learned the way of the ladies or whatever. And it's, like, oh, so now that we ha- when we have the next two sex scenes, we know as an audience. Yes. <laughs> we couldn't have figured that out. He was he was trained mm-hmm. uh, in the way of the, of the ladies. So good. And he, yeah, and and, you know, women were sort of brought to him because of, you know, what he is as a warrior. <laughs> And that's what's kind of cool just about the strange character that that Arnold created within Conan, because in that sex scene, the best part of it is that like this woman comes in and she's like a little yeah. bit scared and they're like, here's a boobs. And she's like, oh, my boobs. And then, you know, he just like lays her down soups gently and is just like smiling. He like smirks like, here we go, little lady. Yep. <laughs> it's the most interesting And it's like only Arnold, maybe, maybe The Rock. I feel like he has this very interesting kind of chemistry with women sometimes. Oh, I'm crying. I'm crying. But that scene was great. All the sex scenes. So good. Well, yeah. And like, even even before that, like, we could talk about this one sex scene for like an hour. Um, But like, yeah, she's like you said, she's brought in boobies and then like, you get this moment where he like takes like the bear rug or whatever and he like covers her up like hey hey guys this don't look like that's yeah be cool about it but then he just like puts her like behind not much like they can still see them and like proceeds to have sex with her so it was like i get that like it's like in this time that was a nice gesture but it was still kind of like you're still fucking her in front of all these people and it's still weird. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like they say, progress is slow. So I agree. I thought he was just gonna like cover up and then like wait it out or something till they left or I don't know. I just was. I thought for sure he would be like, nah, girl, we don't have to, you know, yeah. like I was expecting something a little lighter, but then he was sort of like, it's true though. Still lay down. Like, let's still, we will still do it. <laughs> I still have an obligation as a warrior to do this. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what's kind of awesome about the next sex scene though. If we can pivot to when he meets the witch, like. Oh, uh, that was my favorite one. That was my favorite one. Yeah. First of all, yes. Saw none of that coming. Uh, none of that coming, which, yes, yes, I need more sex scenes like that in movies. But it made me be like, oh, man, I really wish that um, in the Northman that Skarsgård yeah. also hooked up with his witch because I loved the basically like what it showed how York was a witch. Right? Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like the vulnerability of him being naive when he meets the witch which here in a Dino De Laurentiis film will always involve sex, but like also existed in The Northman. You know, like the witch was basically saying, you're going to have to make a more mature decision in your journey if you're going to do it right. And, you know, the witch in this story is not exactly doing the same, but she is predicting that he's going to need to be a warrior. Yeah. Stallion first in bed and then we'll hit the field after that. I have I have like a really funny, like the the reference I had for this scene was, um, oh God. Don't be a menace. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I thought uh, of it immediately too. Yeah. Where, where he's like sleeping with a girl. She turns into like a demon mid sex. Champagne makes me go crazy. <laughs> That's maybe one of the best parts of that movie. And I, I, I think it must've been inspired, right? Like yeah. if, Wayne's brothers, let us know if that was part of the story because that, I thought of that too. Yeah, it was very stylized the way they did it, where like all the lights turn blue and like her eyes changed. Yeah, and then he, but then and this happens a lot in the story too, which made me laugh every time. I think adding to that kind of campiness, like we were talking about, where like they're rolling around, kind of struggling, uh, not in the sexual way. Like once he realizes he's a witch and is like yeah. trying to kill him. And then, uh, and then he just like throws her into the fire. <laughs> and the the image of Arnold, like anytime he does something that like normally for us would not be funny because he is so strong, and like just him doing a little put like throw into the fire, she like flies into the fire. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a little bit. It was really funny. It was really funny. I don't know. That's exactly it. There's like a kind of charm where there was danger and excitement in that scene and then a little bit of camp comedy at the same time and still value. You know, I think what's annoying about no sex scenes at all now is that we miss that like some of them had value. Yeah. And I'm I wouldn't say that it's like the, these ones are like super valuable, but they they are at least occurring in valuable places. That was like a lesson of like, you know, you can't trust anybody. And they even say that in the movie. Like you, you only thing you can trust is steel, not man, woman, or beast or whatever. Mm -hmm. so that was like kind of dealt with that lesson that he had to learn for himself. And then. Well, and like the first, the first woman he was with, he led. Yeah. The second woman he was with basically almost assaulted him. Mm. And so when he gets to Valeria, they're going to have sex together. <laughs> True. Yeah. You, you, you just see the progression. And like, that was like the most. I would say out of all three of the sex scenes, that's the one we see the most traditional, you know, romantic 
uh two people like in love and I, I do like how they set that up too though where like he gives her like the biggest gem from their you know when they they, they rob yeah <laughs> and like it was just all unspoken stuff and then like yeah the next scene it's like by the fireplace very similar to like the witch scene um but this time you know yeah <laughs> this time it's consensual this time it's real <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I think that's also like the overarching journey of what Conan's doing because he's not like the other heroes. You know, like in the end of The Northman, he's got to trade his life for vengeance. And what's kind of cool about Conan is like he's learning the difference between the kind of vengeance that you trade your life for and kind of blind and maybe the more meaningful mm, justice, I guess. Like I might say in the end, he gives James Earl Jones a kind of justice because he's misusing his power and he is abusing and exploiting his followers. And so he's not just killing him because he killed his parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think like in the Northmen, his uncle's just like a total piece of shit. Like mm -hmm. he's not quite misappropriating everything. He's just like an asshole who did something really fucked up specifically to our homie. So I like the distinction there. Right. And um. If I did have to just, like, again, like, pick anything in this movie apart, I would just say, like, you know, barring the time, you know, the treatment of women in general, children and animals, I'm going to I'm going to group them all together uh, into one category. Not great. Like, again, some scenes where he's like he kicks a chicken, I think was are, like some of them are played for laughs. They're pretty funny for like, mm. I know you put down where he punches the camel. And it was like, dude, that was that was a dick move. That was you right in the face. I was really unnecessary. Like you wanted to bump it a little bit, like get out of my way. I understand you were drunk. Like it was like a serious right hook, like a haymaker at that thing. And it, and, it, and it like falls down. And like that's supposed to be like a laugh moment. Like, oh, yeah. It's not okay. You knocked out that camel. And it's like, yeah, that was that was tough. And then another line where it was like all women are. I don't say all women, but Arnold, I think in the same sequence where they're drunk and he just goes, they're all sluts. And it's like, oh, that's. Yeah. That was <laughs> random. Like, <laughs> I love that. Don't love that either. And as we've been saying, progress is slow. Yeah. But it's true. You know, like in those barbaric tales, it's interesting to try to find a way to try to authentically portray these types of folks and also try to find some kind of heart in there, which is why I like the progression of who he is by the time he gets to Valeria, who basically he treats as an equal, if not sometimes mm -hmm. maybe even more more powerful than him. Yeah. You know, like she she can take charge in a way that often women characters in these movies don't get the chance to yeah i really liked her character like even when the first time they meet where she's like basically like you guys didn't even bring rope like what kind of amateurs you know what i mean like she's just like yes immediately shit talking them and being like you guys are we're all thieves but you guys are unprofessional thieves like and that's even worse <laughs> somehow yeah she's a good character and the actress was really fun yeah she was and beautiful and that you know which again Gotta be. Yep. <laughs> All the ladies that Arnold gets in this movie are, but perhaps probably she's the most uh, for good reason, you know, mm -hmm. um, because, you know, that's who wins over his heart in the end. Uh, and then, yeah, the only other two I felt like, along with the length, it did kind of drag at the end a little bit. I was struggling to stay awake. You know, I'm like, I'm like, we could have used, we could have used like one epic battle scene or something where, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. He comes across a village that was wronged by the snake people and they're like, yeah, fuck those guys. They stole all of our steel. 
uh, we want to get revenge too on them. And then they, you know, clashed at the end, something like that. Like it, it just felt like they built up all this goodwill. Exactly. They, they went there twice. Like they went there to rescue the princess mm-hmm. and they like basically defeated everybody rescuing the princess. Yeah. And then he went back to get revenge again. Yeah. So it was a little bit sort of like, I thought this would be. Because they made the distinction like this is the heist only, not revenge. I guess, but like, still, it, it it was weird. It was weirdly paced at that the, you know, the last half. And it was flirting with disaster, also because it results in in some consequences that are not so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the last thing I had was just all the booby traps he was setting up. I was like, dude, Predator had to have got a lot of their stuff from this movie because that was like straight up directly. Yeah, straight up some of their like you know where the wood stake going through people, the sticks that he's like sharpening and all that stuff. It was cool, but I just, it just immediately made me think of, uh, of predator. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't, I also like, didn't think they, they showed enough of those traps working. I wanted to see like, none of the guys got like impaled, like by the sticks. I was just like, did any of those like sharp sticks work? <laughs> There's a couple big ones. There's a couple big ones that, that make it worthwhile sequence still which we'll talk about, I feel like, in the, the best kills section, uh, possibly. But, like, yeah, I still was like, come on. Like, I, I guess I just, I needed that, like, Arnold, knowing, we're probably staying, knowing that Arnold is such an action hero now, mm-hmm. compared to back then, he was still a young up-and-comer, mm-hmm. you know, that, like, we know what he's capable of, we know he could have carried an action scene. And even the one scene where he he's training with the sword by himself, I was like, that's Arnold. There's that's not a body double. Like he is mm-hmm. he trained with the sword. He looks very capable yes. of filming a, a a sword scene with it. I would have I would have liked to see it personally. I don't know. Th- that was my those are my only things though. But uh yeah, what did you have? <laughs> I mean, I definitely gotta I wanna watch uh Conan the the destroyer so I can see if he's able to like step it up for sure. Yeah, the sequel. Because I agree, you know, it is surprising to sort of watch him and have an idea of what his style is, but also see him basically developing it at the same time. So I agree, you know, like that there there's both like a a little bit of a, an issue there because I was th- expecting a little bit more, but then at the same time an amazing surprise because he did so well with the more grounded stuff too. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you, you know, like mostly my nitpicks with so many of these movies has to do with how ladies end up getting portrayed in them, which totally understandable. We got Valeria though, which is like, okay, we got one, we got one in this movie. So that, that's, that's right. Sometimes that's even more than we get in most of these. <laughs> so that's very true. Yeah. Occasionally we don't even get a taste of something like that. So yes, I like that for sure. And yeah, yeah I think just being able to revisit and get so amped on what, whatever was going to be ahead, it was most enjoyable here. So I think I had lots of yeah, I had like lots of room to be like, okay, the ending is sort of what it is. There's another movie after this. Fine. And, you know, like movies being influenced. I wonder if they ran out of like money or something. It it kind of felt that way a little bit. Maybe we're like, we got to reuse this set, this uh, set at the end. Like, that's why they go back. Maybe like <laughs> something like it just felt very weird. Yeah. I mean, I. I definitely think that the uh, the effect of James Earl Jones's transformation, I definitely feel like when you're watching the the way that's cut into the film, you're sort of like, I bet they thought that was going to look better yeah. than it ended up, which yeah. 
still totally admirable. Soup's ambitious, but I didn't know I was when I tell you my jaw was on the floor, like because I'm like I'm like, why are they extreme close ups on his face? And then like his eyes, yeah, what's he doing? His eyes got the little snake thing, and I was like, oh, maybe that's a cool stylistic choice. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh no, it, he's turning into a snake <laughs> very quickly <laughs> as it keeps staying on him and like you know cutting to different stages of that transformation so i mean i i admire that i admire that they went for it i think the the giant snake uh scene that they he killed earlier on in the movie was a lot better i think because they cut around it and yeah you know again the gore looks really gnarly every time somebody gets decapitated it's like no there's there's blood in there it's not like one of those yeah what we see nowadays in the marvel movies we're like yep. you know <laughs> yeah bunch of stabs and not, no red color whatsoever <laughs> Wolverine chopping people up and it's like, where's the book? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> exactly. I feel like every time there was even a tiny little bit of a cut of any kind, there was like squirting blood. <laughs> yes. Yes. I appreciated it. I appreciate it. Same. Yeah. And then I did want to just mention before we move on uh, that, uh, yeah, the sequel, I haven't seen the sequel either. They also remade it with Jason Momoa. I remember. Yeah. Don't think that's, I don't, it's probably not good. Time what we're talking about that was like the clash of the titans era i want to say mm-hmm. and then yeah recently in like a interview they asked arnold i sent that to you that uh you know what about the movie and he said that he would do another one and i guess there is like a script that is like for a sequel okay uh that's already there out there it would just be up to like getting a director to do it so oh. i would love to see it. and the way that he described it too is like an unforgiven where like conan's old now i mean like at the end of the movie he's like old conan yeah with the beard on his throne and it just like you know the type the text is just like um you know he went on many other adventures and it's like they left it open for before this stuff yeah so i would love to see it personally like i i know he has a new I think Netflix show or one of those uh, streaming shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these are like Harrison Ford's doing Indiana Jones and all these all these guys that we love are going back to their their franchises like no more Terminator, please. I'm done with. I think we've seen enough Arnold the Terminator. We have. Arnold has said he's done with Terminator. Mm-hmm. But Conan, I mean, there's only two and are both like what 80s so I, I think they could do it yeah i'd like to see the epic re- make a return and i think arnold is a great person to sail it back in for sure yep and then yeah as far as like the filmmaking uh the movie was directed by john milius who is a mostly like a writer like he did th- he directed this in red dawn <laughs> um but then like yeah he wrote apocalypse now Clear and Present Danger and Red Dawn. And then this movie was also co-written with by Oliver Stone. That was another credit when it popped up. I was like, whoa. King. Did not. <laughs> but he was working in the 80s. He was like, there's a lot of stuff that you would not expect where it's like, you know, Scarface written by Oliver Stone. <laughs> like, right. He, he, he was working. And then, um, yeah, Oliver Stone, obviously Scarface, Platoon, JFK. A mm-hmm. lot of lot of classics under his belt especially in the 80s so um yeah there's a collab here yeah so as far as the like the sequences uh that stood out to you what were what were some of your favorites there's a lot we could talk about yeah i mean i think the snake sequence you talked about for sure mm-hmm. i really liked the invasion of conan's village because it was such a great high standard for 
this being an epic. And when I was watching it, I was just feeling like, yeah, yeah, this is what <laughs> I wanted. And this movie's giving it to me. Yep. And so I really, really liked that one. You know, like the dad, the dogs kind of coming in viciously killing his dad. Like, oh, yeah, that was that was brutal. Holy smokes. Very gnarly. And as you mentioned, the beautiful uh, pirouette backspin decapitation, <laughs> just a lot of basically stuff that sets us up for the continuation of all of the sequences being, you know, amplified in this way, which is why sort of the end is kind of disappointing because it starts so high. Yeah, the dogs, I also have to mention in the armor as well. I was like, love that. I don't mm-hmm. like that they're killing this guy, uh, <laughs> this innocent dude, but... But it looks real cool. Those dogs look pretty badass. I can't lie. Yeah, I mean, that that that, that whole ravaging sequence at the beginning is definitely sets the tone. I love where Arnold is like in the pit, you know, getting trained. Um, and the, again, in these different outfits, like there's some that have like, these leather straps with like knives coming out of it. And there's like different, all these, the costuming is it, it mixed with the weapons was really cool. I felt like all throughout. Yeah. Where they steal the the stone and he fights the giant snake. I thought was definitely a highlight. Mm-hmm. And then um, the sequence when she's bringing him back and she's got, they got all the like runes all over him oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. and like the spells and everything just or fighting the spirits. He's like, no, get away. <laughs> Dude, you got to give it up. I don't know how that works logistically, but. (laughs) Yeah, I think those sequences are, they were just surprising. I I just, so much of this movie was unexpected because there were lots of good action sequences, but like the artistry, Mm. you know, like the sequence of like that in that opening sequence when the mom's decapitated and the way she like falls out of frame and like drifts out of his hand and. Mm -hmm the visual significance of that moment both like existing in the action as it took place but like you could feel it in the filmmaking i just i was not expecting to to basically geek out yeah i also put where uh another shot that stood out to me was when they you know they first you know trouble is coming for the kid conan and his the village is when like this you see this painted out viking looking dude on top of a rock mm-hmm. and then there's like a, the sun shining behind him and i was like man that shot is looks great but i know that this village is in for trouble like it was like that juxtaposition like you, you're saying was like again really unexpected and not expect um for that to come from this movie out of all movies but here it is but i will take it yes i will take it yeah i guess that's what i again like i always say this but that's why action movies are such are so good is that when Mm -hmm. a good director and a good writer come together and action is just going to complement an amazing story or an amazing kind of emotional journey or something it's so rewarding and so i feel like each each of the sequences kind of gets better and even in the end sequence there's still some like good value of just the millions of extras that were there. I can't imagine how expensive and annoying it must have been to wrangle. That last scene with all the the robed people in the white robes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That must have been crazy. So expensive. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a Twitter like thread that's went viral over the week um, too, where someone was like, and I agree with this too. I, we always talk about this, but it was like, that feeling when you're watching some shitty 80s random movie or 90s movie, but it has like the best cinematography like you've ever seen. 
<laughs> just because it was shot on film and they actually like filmed people doing this stuff. Yes. Uh, and it's like, man, we really, we really were spoiled for a while there where we didn't know mm-hmm. where we had a kiss. And then you look at some of these cinematographers and they're like the best in the business. Like it's it's so good. Yeah. So I, I, I think this would fall. I mean, the, the writer of Apocalypse Now making a film like this it's like exactly it'd be it's sort of like how the there there's like an auteur nature to this movie and a commercialism to it yeah which is also kind of like a really hard thing i think to strike mm-hmm. you know like some of the marvel movies i think occasionally are able to do this like especially the first black panther and like maybe like one of maybe civil war some of them most of the time though marvel is the auteur and though like the producers are the auteur that's true faggy ends up yeah disney is the auteur where yeah it's not like it's not like you can't say that like yeah dino de Laurentiis, you expect some of those things but mm-hmm. i think he was still letting a lot of these guys like even we can talk about some of the cast like let's go Ma- max von Sydow, von Sydow, <laughs> one scene delivers it like it's a shakespeare monologue <laughs> like like he always does i was like jeez i was like dude this guy oh man it was it was amazing i was i mean i was captivated by it mm-hmm. and it was just a scene of him talking um about his daughter and trying to get her uh trying to get her basically sending them on on the mission to retrieve his daughter so um yeah and then of course yeah arnold balancing out the humor uh with the you know brutality you know you don't want to think this guy's a psychopath and because it's arnold you don't like it's true you know what i mean you kind of you see his side like he's capable of the violence but he's also a lover yes uh, as we see (laughs) he's sweet in there yeah and then yeah james earl jones as, as the big bad i mean he doesn't do a lot of fighting or like we said like a lot of movement but like just his acting is just top notch epic uh, in this too, where it's like, yeah, it's uh, all these, again, low budget, 80, 90s movies, but they find the best character actors, yep. the most classically trained Shakespearean guys <laughs> where it's like, dude, we do not deserve this level of acting <laughs> in the Conan that barbarian. <laughs> no, but that's exactly it. Is it like, what's so disappointing today because of how entertainment has sort of moved into more of a shorter form and like less less attention span and all this other stuff is that like most of the actors that transition into film they're not coming from broadway or the stage anymore Mm -hmm. like they used to like historically in film yeah they're like an influencer who hasn't had any formal training or doesn't know the dialogue uh, the lingo or whatever and i think that's something i love about arnold is you can almost see that he's like learning mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. That like he is listening to his scene partners and he is thinking in character. And even when you're not like a really good actor, those are still the only things that make your performance feel like it's a performance rather than like just you talking. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to it's hard to put your finger on, but that's a kind of nuance that like not everyone has. Mm-hmm. And Arnold is just a king. Yeah. Magic. The guy is magic. <laughs> <laughs> And just in the physical peak of his life, you know what I mean? So even without the acting skills, he's not the most articulate guy. He makes up for it 
with his with his physical performance too and like you said being a, a generous mm-hmm. uh scene partner and he's not always so great with chemistry with women so yeah. i think that's why this was so fun too to see him bounce off of sandy bergman i agree the lady who played valeria you know like their rapport together mm-hmm. was so unique because he doesn't always play like he doesn't always have a love interest who's going to be riding alongside of him you know like he's a protector in so many other roles or he's just kind of like leading the charge and romance is is happening but it's not exactly like this where they stand equal so i i liked her performance a lot like you were saying because she just she just was like yeah i am equal to arnold because arnold is still at a point in his career where that kind of equity makes perfect sense and feels right yeah she wasn't like a slave or like someone that's like i'll see you when you get back from war you know that type of yep character we've seen a million times it's like no we're gonna go to war together and like he does initially go without her to kind of protect her but you understand that decision you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. that leads to like the crucifixion scene and basically yeah him becoming jesus in this movie (laughs) yeah what the fuck that's the yeah i guess i should have put that in my like little bit of a a nitpick spot just because i was like dude they can hang you from a tree like just buy ropes on your wrist like the crucifixion of it all i was like dude this is hard this is next level yeah but i guess that's where the kind of magic and everything comes in which all right because it's Arnold, though, it's not sticks. It's a huge boulder because yes. he needs his muscles to stand out among the boulder. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, just like gnarly. And he is such a trooper. Yeah. Because I feel like that, that the stuff we saw him do in this movie, too, just people aren't necessarily going to let him do again. Yeah. You know, like he's still going to always show his physique off. And like, I think Predator is another great example of like him being able to use his physique for more than like just it. Yeah. But the that crucifixion scene and the, the, the elements. Yeah. Elements. Yeah. And the resurrection scene were really cool because they did represent again how like he he's doing a kind of tactile acting mm-hmm. in this movie. Right. And, you know, that that's there in some of the emotional performances he has later. But he doesn't he doesn't always get so dirty, if that makes sense. No. Not, yeah. I forgot. Along with the snakeskin, too. I, I forgot to mention, like at the beginning, they don't usually do it at the end as much. But like the beginning there's like a lot of furs that they're wearing yes that was super badass even like around their sword like the sword i don't know what you call that the sword holster. Yeah, the sheath the sheath yeah mm-hmm. it's like all made of fur i was like i don't think i've ever seen that like that's pretty dope that they it's very baller yeah but yeah let's get into um the stunts and and what stunts were your favorite i guess for me if i had to to choose I probably would go with like what we were talking about, like the gorilla uh, war scene at the end where he's making all the traps just because, you know, it is from Predator 2. But like, yeah, just the the visuals of it, like the actual blood, like you said, like there's a scene. I think it's in that sequence where some guy's riding his horse and then he like just cuts him with an axe and you just see the blood like squirt into camera. Yes. Uh, and it's like, man, this is, yeah, this is a uh, war filmmaking um, that we see like even to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that. And then, yeah, the one where he tricks the guy into getting impaled. Yes. <laughs> he thinks he's got the upper hand on Conan. It's just, just like, yeah, using his smarts and using the environment. Like we we're just, we're talking about. Exactly. Compared to like just using his brute strength. Yeah. What about you? Right, right. Yeah, I think for me, the just the firework and all the practical stunts are really what I liked the most. 
you know, like it's we don't see a lot of real fire in movies anymore. And how I know that is because when I see real fire again, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what real fire looks like. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I think for me, like the, the fire really stood out and just the practical stunts of like that big old fake snake and the prosthetic makeup and mm. the really cool idea of how the snakes, uh, the arrows that became snakes like the practicality of that kind of thing too and and using that for both storytelling but also like just a cool thing yeah i think is what stuck out just people doing real stunts you know like the wire work of it all you put uh, uh the horse thing too and that was one i had to i was like it made me oof where uh yes he cuts the horse's legs to make it fall forward and that was like man that was i know that hurt like, I mean, there were like several horses like rolling over and taking dives and stuff. And so, yeah, and I know they're trained for that stuff. Like the Hollywood horses are different, but still, it's yeah, it's like we were talking about with the ladies of the films back then. If you think the ladies rights weren't there, you got to know the animal actor rights were not there either. It's <laughs> like I said, kicking chicken. It wasn't even part of the story. It's just like you're in my way. Exactly. <laughs> Oof. But like to the same token, you're right. Like the horse stuff, it looks so good. So I think. Oh, when he uh he bites the uh the vulture when he's getting crucified. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that wasn't that was a puppet. Fucking gnarly. I know, but right? yeah, it had to be. Okay. Okay. But like, still, I was just like, damn, this this movie. Like, if you're an animal in this movie, yeah, you're getting it. God bless. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was thinking a bunch about like how real the snakes were and everything, but I think the practical effects are were so good because I had to ask myself that question mm. and so all of those. I mean, yeah, the the, the blood in this I feel like may, this might be the time uh like early 80s when they I feel like they kind of perfected what blood should look like, the dark red, mm. you know, shimmering in the light. Yeah compared to like it used to be just like that like very generic looking like bright red yeah um uh, that like yeah like almost pink yeah that like i love a lot of the 70s horror and acting stuff but like that, I, I can always tell when that period is because of that for sure because uh, <laughs> it looks more like paint than blood yes but um yeah then finishing up here let's let's go for the kills which kill was your favorite? Mm, I think, well, I think too. Uh, my, the one I like the most, obviously, is uh, in the end. Mm -hmm. But I also really like when he's basically becoming the barbarian and they sort of throw him into the pit and he's got to basically fight for his life and then turn into the warrior yep. and the dude with the sharpened teeth. Yeah, the filed, the filed teeth. Yep. Gnarly, gnarly. So I think that's definitely like the kill that stuck out to me the most, like that transformative kill. But then also, spoiler alert, I did not like that we that Valeria didn't make it here. Like, what? No, no. It was tough. I thought it was a 50-50 shot once he put the arrow in that it was going to be his friend or Valeria. Yeah. And I guess dramatically, Valeria is the stronger choice in the end. But yeah, still was a bummer. Didn't want to see her go. True. Um, but she does get one appearance after that, though, from the afterlife. Thought that was cool. Yeah, Valhalla. She was there with the warriors. Yep. With the shiny, glimmering uh, armor. Yep. Thought that was pretty dope. But yeah, I, I put that because I wasn't expecting that either, where he like takes the snake out. And I'm like, what is he going to do? And then he's just like, what, I think he says like, 
trace or tracker. I don't know. He like says stuff like find, and then like the air, the snake becomes an arrow. Like mm-hmm. just the uh, the transition from reality to fantasy was very smooth, and it, it yes didn't take me out like in some other ones where it's like okay, this guy's powers are snakes. So at this point, anything related to snakes, we know he has some sort of ability with. So um, I thought that was cool, and then. The one thing I forgot that that might have been one of my nitpicks too was the guy with the sharp teeth. That was a cool scene, mm. but as soon as he dropped got dropped in the pit, he was like half of Arnold's size, and I was like, this guy would stand no chance. no fucking chance. <laughs> I was so like when they when they introduced the teeth though, I was like, okay, at least they introduced something that would give him like an edge. Yeah, because he was not if a you know one on one wrestling match him and Arnold no contest Arnold killing them smoking them (laughs) yeah i think that's why i like it too because it's truly like he needs to become a killer and embrace all of his strengths and in that scene i feel like yeah he's a little he's a little uh he's soft still he's like defensive don't bite me he's a little defensive and yeah that's when you when you first hear the arnold uh the arnold yeah the same adr for sure (laughs) it's like it's like then and then the sex scene right after that it's like whoa so good oh man (laughs) yeah this this it was good doing this one this one this one was good um yeah on netflix now if you haven't seen it yep got till the end of this month get on it uh recommend for sure for me definitely absolutely absolutely anything else you want to say before we kind of wrap it up that's all that's all i got i didn't have time to get into the to the special features but i'm looking forward to to seeing the sequel if it has arnold in it i am always down to watch so oh yeah we, yeah we'll, we'll both try to check it out and maybe we can circle back and talk a little bit about about it now that we've really dug into this world yeah for sure i'm down nice nice all right cool i think that wraps it up for us let's remind the people where they can find us where can they find you yeah, get your action fix and follow the show at Action Movie Buffs on Instagram. We're almost at a thousand followers. If we do get to a thousand, we're gonna do something special. We haven't talked about it yet. We're gonna do something special, some giveaway, some watch along. It'll be something cool. Mm-hmm. So follow us, tell your friends about us, uh, and then on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch as well at Action Movie Buffs. Follow me on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit, and then at my movie pages at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Spotify and leave a positive review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. It really helps. And then if you want to follow me, you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at Shani B Movies. All right. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time on another edition of Movie Buffs. Stay buff. Mm-hmm.